Ocean FM Donegal Plumbing and Heating Old Lahey Road Donegal Town Suppliers of underfloor heating packages Aluminium radiators Samson and Daikin Air to water heat pumps And all your renewable needs And sponsors of the Donegal GAA Podcast It's just fabulous to see him alive and up and picking her up The thing about the club is you don't choose your club <laughs> um, it's, it's like family. You want to get back out on the field. It's just uh, it's, it's in your blood, I suppose. And just want to get out there now and get the games going again. Brian Murray, let me shake hands with you. You come in here hobbling. How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'll tell you nothing about a couple of pints, won't you? I'll tell you, you know. He gets the foot behind it. He launches it in. It's over the bar. The wee man from Chester. Yes, the Donegal GAA podcast with Ocean FM. Paddy McGill coming from Corrigan Park in West Belfast, where Donegal champions Neve Connell have bowed out in the Ulster campaign. They've lost out to Carrigan in the most cruel of fashions on a penalty shootout. The Antrim men prevail to the next round. On this show, we hear from Joseph McKelvey, who joined me on co-commentary, former Neve Connell player and manager Martin Doherty, Neve Connell current manager Martin Regan, and full forward for Cargan Pat Shivers. But first, let's look back at the action. Palms it down to Leo McLoon. Oh, this looks very healthy from an Eve point of view. There's a three-on-one situation. Oren Doherty, men to the left, men to the right. They could kill it off with a goal. John O'Malley sidesteps his opponent and kicks the ball to the roof of the net. And the Neve Connell supporters, they stand in unison. A really well-worked goal. It's all very tense, Paddy, very tense. A lot of things happening all over the place. The referee's struggling to keep in control of the whole thing. We Another big ball to the edge of the square. Carry on! It is a goal! The ball is fisted to the back of the net. Cargan have their goal and we've played six minutes of time added on. The long ball came in there from the 45 Every man, woman and child in both clubs were outside the, outside the rectangle. Many were inside the rectangle and the ball was fisted. Home, we think it was Pat Shivers. That is the full-time whistle. A draw in Corrigan Park and West Belfast. Neve Cornell had this game won about 10 times. And the Neve Cornell supporters just looking completely despondent there. I mean, the game was done. It was dusted. And that contentious line ball, dare I say, the linesman gave it to Carrigan. That paved the way for their next attack. They kicked it in high. The corner player brought it out over the end line, turned into a 45. And we have extra time in Corrigan Park. Here's Tomas McCann. Carrigan need a score. They must get it from this attack. Kevin McShane, 45 minutes out and go to James Lafferty. Inviting pass inside, but there's loads of Neve Connell. Bodies literally everywhere. Will the referee give the Carrigan men a free? They're screaming for it. Those whistles, those jeers coming from the Neve Connell supporters. Long kick comes in. It's over the bar. That is one of the best scores that you will ever see in an Ulster Club game. And there is not a journalist or someone commentating on radio that knows who actually got that one. And the reason why, it's so dark, that's a full-time whistle. Where those ironic jeers are coming from 
the Nate Connell supporters. The, yeah. uh, the, the Nate Connell Island are very, yeah, but, yeah, but, very yeah, but the Nate... <laughs> yeah, but for our so listeners, we're there. going to penalties. It's Nate Connell 213, Carrigan 213. The fourth official didn't put up anything this time. No, nothing. So, and he played a minute, and there was no stoppage in that time. So, you definitely would have to have empathy, sympathy. I'm not sure what the right adjective is for this. It's, it's going to penalties, and... I can't believe how calm and composed you are, Joseph, and I was told that about you, but we're going to penalties. It's not Neve Connell's first penalty shootout in a huge, huge contest, but nevertheless, Neve Connell had this game won how many times, Joseph? If, if yeah. they do go on to lose it, I know that's hypothetical, but... Would you have to admire Carrigan's character, the amount of times that they were down and out, even at the very end there, you know, we can criticise the referee for the extra minute, but they're all human, and the vast majority of referees, when it goes to that point, are going to give you that bit of time in order to see, can you get a score? So, the fourth penalty, it's 3-1 Cargan. It is looking like, for all the world, the Antrim champions of 14 times will be advancing to the semi-final. Up steps Cahar Donnelly has he put Cargan into the next round. He certainly has. The Cargan supporters are on their feet. Cargan have defeated Neve Connell on penalties. Four penalties to one. I know, Joseph. McKelvey, for anybody tuning in, Joseph's son Jack was playing, laying in and out in the middle of the park. I know it's hard for you to dissect that one. That's a huge disappointment for Neve Connell. Yeah, it's a huge disappointment. Sure, we said it like before they started kicking the penalties. It is a real lottery. And to be truthful, the Carrigan players looked like they had you know, really practiced their penalties. Okay, Cheever's one wasn't wonderful. Maybe that one could have been saved. Other than that, the rest of them were clinical. Um, the goalkeeper was very well tuned into and how to, how to get into a man's head. To, like This is a thing that doesn't happen in GA games very often, penalties. During a game only, it would rarely happen otherwise. Kieran missed the first one, it was a bad start. And as you said, there's probably a true statistic, whoever gets to take the first penalty has an advantage, you know, and that's what happens. Just stay there, Joseph, with former Neve Connell, manager Martin Doherty, another, like yourself, Joseph, another club forward, lads, and I know when it's your own club, it's, it's very hard to come on the, uh, in the immediate aftermath here, and discuss that but penalties what it's a minute old now Martin that's total dejection I, listen it's typical championship you know the game's never over till the final whistle and I suppose in a way we had the game won probably three different times you know at the end of normal time the end of you know what I mean you know, three different times I think we had the game won it's just unbelievable we had four points up the start of the, you know the first half of the extra time and and next you'll point up near the end and the game over. And I suppose you have to probably give credit to Carrigan. They absolutely battled. Never give up. You know, your man, the big full forward, he kicked a couple of vital scores at vital times. The sub that came in, uh, you know, that uh, Mark Kelly, was it? Or Listen, they kicked a couple of huge scores at vital times. But our boys, like I thought, were the better team throughout. But it shows you you never won a game without, uh, without seeing it out, Paddy, you know. Can I ask you, Martin, lads? Ah, look... I make a point to never go on a podcast. I, I We do all do our best because they're all volunteers and try not to criticise referees. Re, really, really don't try and criticise referees. 
look, I'm not a Neve Connell man, and he, I can see Frank Craig with the Donegal Democrat here as well. We, we're both shaking our heads at some of those decisions, Martin. Unbelievable. Some of the decisions were just, I, I can't really understand it. Kevin Fanley, in our man, man like, and he, I don't know. Some of the decisions in the first half, I think, were just absolutely unbelievable. I think Ethan uh, was a judge you know, for overcarrying and three men hanging out of him. A couple of decisions were just shocking, absolutely shocking. You know, Kevin McGettigan, Keelan one time, you know, was swamped as well, definite free for him, free given against him. I don't know, I mean, some of the decisions, look, at, you have to think about it. We, a point in the first half, you know, we all kind of thought we had the right to view of it as such a uh, point for... for um, for Carrigan, we thought it was wide. Everybody thought wide, but of course, the decision was given against it. Some well, of them, well, you can see our vantage point. And sorry, uh, to our, our, I mean, we Joseph and myself could not, and Frank Craig's right mm, beside us here as well. Mm. We could not have possibly a better, better view. I, it was categorically wide. I just well felt, I, I felt the well umpire wide, actually. It I felt well the wide. umpire didn't didn't move quick enough even to be in position for it. If you know what I mean, he struggled to get into position, you know, to make the call on it. And as he struggled, he didn't give a shit. He went up the <laughs> as such. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but look I at. I think he decided, like he decided early on, it was going over the bar, and it did look like it was, was going over the bar, but he didn't wait for it to finish. It tailed away completely, and it was five or six yeah. feet wide in the end, you know. Mm, but at best, it's over the post, and it wasn't even over yeah, the post. Over the po- yeah, no, and listen, you know, when you sit down and think about it, Martin Regan's going to be, you know, absolutely gutted uh, coming out of here today with with no victory, you know. Um, look, a couple of men came in. I thought Alton came in, Alton Doherty, and he was an absolute machine when he came in. Big Kieran Galler, obviously scoring one one made a huge difference and you know men putting in big hits all day and you just come out of it with nothing you listen you go down to penalties and people say look there's no way to win or lose a game but it's the same for both teams you come out of it either in whatever way you come out of it you come out of it and you can't change it hugely disappointed Paddy but you can't change things unfortunately it's funny even of all your county championships that you won and look, lads, I no doubt when you win championships as a club, the one you actually beat Kilcar on penalties, and that's despite having a big, big rivalry with Kilcar. I actually got the feeling even from the players when you just won, actually won. It was the least celebratory, for use of a better phrase, you know what I mean? They weren't jumping around like they normally do. Well, there's a bit of an anti-climate, because I think all players even know themselves. It's not the way, you know, it's not a fair way probably to want it, but look, you want it, you want it. I mean, you know, they seemed happy enough there when they won it there. <laughs> you can't really complain, you know. They seemed happy. Our boys are dejected, obviously, you know. Listen, it's huge... Hugely, bitterly disappointed for the for the year that these boys have been in, and I know it's going to take a wee while. It'll take maybe two to three weeks for it to settle and think about that you won the championship and you still had a huge year. But knowing that you could have went and made a and made a dent and Ulster, it would have been a huge, huge achievement. Yeah, can I ask both of you? Because you've been kingpins of Donegal now since '05. Let's be honest, it's incredible the legacy that those group of lads have. This might be a stupid question. Is it still in two, three months? Do you look back as... Uh, I'll ask this to both of you. Uh, do you still look back in two, three months? Oh, we're champions of Donegal. Or is there, because of, you know, maybe good or winning Ulster, and you should feel, well, we've more championships than we do, or we need to be maybe just racking up an Ulster to just rubber stamp that total authority? Well, you know, oddly enough, of all the years that Nave Connell have won county titles, this is probably the year, well, you know, we probably won it more against the grain than ever before, and we never expected maybe to be as competitive this year. And that's more based on the fact that we lost four or five really key players. I often came on there, and Kieran Gallagher made his way back there again. But Kieran Brennan's over in Australia, and Owen McGetting had also been lost to that team. And these, these are, this is too many players for us to have lost this year and to be competitive. And okay, they did come back and they're back there 
now, but they're not back early enough for it to be to become just yeah. as fluid as it was before. You know, so like I was, you know, I was delighted to have won a county title this year. You know, we really didn't expect it. I felt that you know we didn't have the legs to do it, but we did have it between the years in order to win it. And then of course the, lo- the loss of Anthony. Like what would Anthony not give you out there? Remedy. How many times did we go in front and then we let it away again? Go in front and we let it away again. Mm. Turned over ball mm. stuff that mm. we never do. You know, like up here in the second half, Owen Wade got swamped two or three times. He had the ball, lost the ball, had the ball, lost the ball. These are the kind of things that don't happen normally to us. And like. Normally we would have Marty to come in at the end to settle us. Like Marty obviously started, that was the decision that was made, and then he's not there to come in in the end to settle you. So oh, it was it's very 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 tough. But I, you know, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of the team. I think they've achieved really well. I feel that Ulster was going to be tough anyway. Like we had five weeks to prepare for this game and lost two players. You know, we would have had two weeks to prepare for the next one. John O'Malley's already down. Leo had to come off. I'm sure he didn't come off because he was feeling good about himself. Uh, was uh, was Anthony going to be recovered again? Was Brendy going to be recovered again? Like when you have a lot of when you have a lot of hours on the legs and a lot of years on the legs, it's difficult to play these games week after week. And it may have been very tough for us to turn out again in two weeks anyway. Did you go along with that, Martin? Absolutely. I think Charles is right. You know, probably you know overall side of it. There's one thing I was only thinking myself even maybe at the end of the game and look at it age-wise and Daniel Kilday came in Young Bucks coming in but you know like we had under 21s playing yesterday against Kilcar and like it's, it's absolutely strange there's no there's, I don't think there's, there's not many other clubs in, in maybe in the country that doesn't have one under 21 player that doesn't start for their senior team now maybe going forward I'm thinking to myself you know it's time now that they have to step up obviously because you have your older players you know and I'm not much of time to retire anybody and nobody nobody wants her time but I mean there may be one or two fellas out of this pack now that, that may sit down and think you know that you know their time is there but I mean last year we were supposed to be gone the older men were supposed to be gone they came back this year there's probably no reason why they can't come back again but we still need uh, I feel we need these fellas these Nathan Burns and, and Daniel Glaze we, we need them, these fellas now stepping up uh, and, and take the mantle and maybe take over the reins too and the last one I know both of you need to go You, I know there's a number of players out today Anthony uh, Brendy and a number more but you've already just touched on it lads it's club football. Like he's had everybody a couple of years ago and came up against an incredible Kilku team who, mm-hmm. who just, you know, they, yeah. they just fell short that year. Yeah, then they, right. they subsequently won. He said, "Owen McGettigan that day as well, lads. Let's mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just for our listeners, yeah, like right. Owen McGettigan's a county player. I mean, Owen McGettigan is a county player playing at club level. You know that, lads. How much of an impact would he have? Oh yeah, him um, and the rest. You know, him and the rest. You know, yeah. Th- there's no doubt about it. You miss those players. They're, they're they're young as well. You know, they can play these games week in week out. And they can give you something week in, week out, you know. Whereas the older lads get it tough, you know. I'm looking at Owen Wade making his way off there. He was talking to Martin Regan as they were leaving. I don't know what the conversation was, you know. But, uh, like, going back to the retirement conversation, I don't think any of them need to be thinking about retiring. But they probably do need to take, you know, to be more of what Marty did this year, the last 15 minutes of a game type guys who see the thing home. Yeah, that's what I mean. If we had Anthony to come on there for the last 15, well, if Anthony had been available, Marty would have come on for the last 15 minutes. And he may have made just a couple of more white decisions yeah, maybe yeah. never leaves us in a penalty type situation but I still think regardless of, of you know who we didn't have and all of that you know I still think who we did have today had the job more or less done at, 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 at three vital times as such do you know what I mean with the game won at different times and, and we obviously took a ray off the ball and Carrigan worked the way back into it so I still think you know what we had was more than capable and as you say if you got the two weeks in maybe you would have got one or two back for, the, for another big game it's not to be Carrigan battled 
and deserve as opposed in the end when you don't give up you deserve you get what you get you deserve but, but lads there's clubs on their own okay St Joseph's won an Ulster club way back in the 70s get Oregon over the line you both know there's been some brilliant club teams in Donegal you know we, we all talk about the bars of Christmas with the great Ballyshannon teams the great Kelly Beggs teams they didn't get over the line in Ulster now no people say no. Kelly Beggs are short of the fishing but as Paddy Eggerty famously said they're bloody hard things to win they are absolutely absolutely you know, you know this thing it's always the first game is always a tough one too you know if you can manage to get the first one into your back pocket especially you know regardless of what anybody says we come up the road here and everybody expects us to have a tough game mm. but to come out on top mm. you know that's that's hard you know it's hard to deal with we've always struggled with being favourites you know and we're probably favourites today again and probably rightly so and, and maybe if we're playing that game tomorrow again we won it no problem but today it just didn't happen and football goes that way sometimes and you know it's back to the drawing board whatever's going to happen I think the other thing too is people probably forget me we came up against a team here against Carrigan here today and and they were probably written off in a lot of circles you know but Carrigan have won four of the last five Anthem Championships I mean they're no duds I mean we've seen before Derry Gonley Derry Gonley were coming out of Fermanagh every year people thinking they're not going to make any dent in and then you know they went as far as they kept one and then they went as far as an also final last year well bit they kill coup and I know that maybe finished them but it shows you I mean if you dominate in a county you're going to have to have a say in Ulster you know you don't just turn up in Ulster and go through the motions I mean and I know it's a lot of years since Anthem the Anthem club team did actually won the first round in Ulster but you know if you keep winning a county you have to make an impression in yeah Ulster. but you can plan and clubs have said it before when you're in a county and you're dominating you can plan for Ulster yeah. I lived in Galway lads for 11 years and I'm not joking Curriffin would tell themselves, Curfin would tailor the training for yeah. little, uh, the little Connacht rather. Mm. I mean, you can't do that in Donegal or no. Kilcar, Gidor, no. Unan. I mean, you could get pepped by a lot of teams. Yeah. You can't do that in Donegal. Well, that's why the monkey comes off your back, really, doesn't it? For, for, for you know, when you come in an Ulster game, and, and I know everybody says it's bonus territory and all that, but they're normally kind of games that you can come out and express yourself. And, and, and you know, now I know today was kind of clogged up for until late on into extra time, and it opened up and it opened up too much for us, obviously. We got us four points up in extra time, you know. But listen, hey, I have to give huge credit to, to, to Jack McElvey today, and fair, fair. I've never seen a performance like it, he was unbelievable. You know. We're not saying that because his dad. No, I was, absolutely I was, not. You weren't going to give probably your own son man oh of the match, God, but I was I mean, going to give it myself. And man of the match, yeah. without a doubt. I mean, he put over some vital scores. You know what I mean? Five you from know. play, I met us. Five from play, yeah. Five from play. I mean, he was absolutely colossal. You know. So I mean, for a player like that, you know, they end up in the losing team. But as I say, in the business, that's football. You can't change it. You can't change well, it. well, a huge debt of gratitude to Martin Doherty and Joseph McKelvey, two proud Neve Connell men. Carrigan full forward, Pat Shivers. Your side come through on penalties. Yeah. How do you summit that one? Uh, like, unbelievable. Um, we knew it, like, obviously, Glendies have been the multiple um, Ulster finals, and it was going to be a tight one. If we were going to win any game, it was going to be tight, But and we've shown that like the last couple of years we haven't got through that one, so it was a special one now. Um, as I said before, we had five weeks to get ourselves sorted after the fin- final, and um, final, so that was special now, definitely. Knocked dead and buried on numerous uh, occasions, and I think was it you got the final touch? Was it the end of sixty to bring it to extra time? Aye, uh, McShane's claiming it now, but sure, I, I, he scored the point, so I'll, I'll give himself a goal. Sure, no, but big McShane, our full back, he put on a, a mammoth performance, like he was unreal. So um, it was me or him? Like I think it was maybe a bit of both, but I'll claim it. Like if you were being completely honest, though, did you feel at stages during the game that 
Yous were probably just running out of road. Neve Connell had just at arm's length up until a few critical moments. Yeah, no, like see to be fair, we, we, we definitely thought that we had the legs on them, like but just they were they've obviously they had great game management like the team they are, but we definitely think we've put in the hard yards so um in terms of like we think we were out of it and we didn't actually think we were gonna be out of it like but we always thought we were gonna be digging in deep. Obviously it took a massive push like but at the same time like they're they're very experienced side like there's some class footballers there so we just needed to nullify them as much as we could in the dying minutes like because the boys they can just kick from anywhere really to be honest so it was about it was about hanging in there and the end of the day we ended up just nicking a few scores when we needed them and look we're we're three. While tactics dominate the modern day game, uh, I think it was Jim McGinnis said before back in 2011 when things go to extra time though it becomes almost uh, off the cuff doesn't it and it was just about bodies just being thrown on for for both sides. Uh, you can't really hear managers or anything like that like, when it comes to extra time you're just about working hard getting back for your team and attacking for your team and that's what it's about like it's all it's a bit hectic like but no look special but special when it goes extra time but sure you'll take it like unreal. Penalties though even like even when Neve Connell won their championship a couple of years ago in penalties I'll even say it uh, what's your own opinion on it on, on to the side I, I know you don't mind today a GAA uh, game look, and you took one yourself I uh, sure it is a bit of a sickener if you lose it but uh, I don't know about penalties now yet I suppose that's it up to the other, the other ones of the debate like but uh, you look at special for us today to get through by the line but penalties like but I'm sure if it was the other way about it, it's not nice to be going out now yeah. so it's definitely up for debate now I'm not sure my opinion on it like it's sort of short uh, look here we're through as all matters again all we care about now so it's on to the next one you have a big ghetto blaster here are you the you the official DJ are you I am the I'm the DJ right I play all the tunes I like. so big to watch Laverty, so uh, dust yourselves down semi-final now yeah. to look forward to either Ergo or Glen like so look we'll be looking looking at them maybe but no back to the drawing board we'll go again hi Shivers thanks very much for joining me here on the Donegal GA podcast never easy to do an interview in the aftermath of defeat especially given how it ended up Martin Regan your side lost in penalties how do you Reflect on that. Ah, look, it's difficult. It's difficult. We come up here thinking we had a good opportunity to progress into the semi final, and we left it behind us, really. Um, all right, we lost in penalties, but I don't think that game was lost in penalties. We lost it, and the end of normal time, we were three up. We should have seen it out. We were five minutes in injured time, three points up. We should have seen it out, and even the end of extra time, we go in four up in extra time, and we let them back into it, give away a bad goal in extra time, and got got back ahead again. We got a point up again in the last couple minutes, and we can see the score off the very last play as well so look at we had old loads of opportunities won it. we probably could have won it three or four times before it even went to penalty shootout so we've really nobody to blame but ourselves there today you say there's nobody to blame but yourselves but Martin some of the, we make a point on the podcast or in commentary to not talk about referees they're volunteers as well but a lot of those decisions and that's not with a Donegal hat on or anything a lot of those there was a lot of neutral observers in the press there today as well from different counties a lot of bizarre bizarre calls like the point in the first half that just categorically I had the perfect view it was not a point you should have had a penalty at the other end you're not aggrieved by some of the decisions yeah look I, I was in line with that run the first half I did feel it was wide but again that's not that's the linesman had a perfect view of that the linesman should have intervened there at that stage definitely it was two or three yards wide the linesman should have said it but look at that's not us blaming officials uh, like I said we, we had that game won ourselves and we threw it away we let Carrigan back into it ourselves so look at where we'll not be going home blaming referees or anything like that tonight that we, we had enough opportunities to see that game out ourselves and, and we, we let it slip by and that's just the way it is I suppose Charlie's black card maybe the end of normal time I thought that was another really harsh one at the time 
it didn't really matter time was nearly up but then we had to play 10 minutes of extra time with 14 players and without Charlie was tough but look at during that time we went 4 points up with 14 players so look at we, le- we left it behind ourselves today and we- we'll have to look at that and we'll have to live with that over the winter now yeah, it was probably the most disappointing aspect was you just got control in extra time again after giving away that penalty and you just led by four. Yeah, exactly. When four to go four up in extra time, you should be seeing the game out definitely. And even after that, they go back level after that and we still went a point up the level we went up a point again and you know, every time we went a point up we didn't shut it out at all. We gave them easy possession and we let them it was just too free flowing really. We should have been seeing the game out, we should have been killing attacks and we weren't doing that at all and that's that's but bit unlike us, so I suppose that's the most disappointing thing. Martin, you do interviews when you win, you do interviews when you lose and there's a, there's there's a great level of integrity and honesty about that. I suppose looking at it overall, and I know you never make excuses. Brenton McDyer are not here today, Anthony Thompson, and then you've long term injuries like Owen McGettigan. Just before you were talking to me here, we had Joseph McKelvey and Martin Doherty on the podcast. It's hard to win Ulster Championships when you're missing so but you need everybody available. No, definitely. Look at Brendy and Tony were two huge losses. They got injured last weekend and look at Wing you look at their two really important players at both ends of the field. We've seen the county final Brendy had just to kick scores, so of course he was a huge loss and Tony was a massive loss too. Tony's a real leader for us and he's a player we turn to. And you know, if Tony was playing, I don't think we would have conceded as much as we did today because he's a real linchpin in that defence. But look at from the county final, alright, they were gone, but we gained Kieran Geller and Alton they were back and thought the two of them were brilliant today. Kieran and Alton both came in and they made a huge impact in the game. So look at we lost two again too and there's going to be injuries you'll lose players at different stages and I suppose the, we look how we lost the two of them we we gained another two so yeah last one Martin I know it's hard now and you know so many variables at play today but you're still champions of Donegal and I know in the parish of Inishkeel over the, the winter months you're, you're still you're still Donegal champions yeah look at if you had said that just at the start of the year we'd have taken it that was our aim from the start of the year to win a championship but obviously when you get that title under your belt you, you want to look further and you want to progress further and we had an eye in Ulster now once we not throughout the year but once we wanted to go we had an eye in Ulster so this is disappointing this is disappointing we, we fancied it. another crack at Glen or Ergil here in two weeks time Okay, that's it for this weekend's edition of the Donegal GAA podcast. We are back next week where we'll be looking at the other Donegal clubs who are still involved in the Ulster Club Championships. Big shout out to you, our loyal listeners, and to Austin O'Callaghan on production. And a special shout out to our sponsors as well, Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road in Donegal Town. Bye for now. Stay safe and we'll talk to you next week. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast.